إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد So we finished off last time discussing the books that every person will be given his book on that day with his deeds recorded in his book and we discussed how these books will be given to the people that the believers will receive these books in their right hands and that the disbelievers will receive the books in their left hands behind their backs and that the Usatul Muwahideen the sinners from the believers some of the scholars mentioned that they would get their books in their left hands but in front of themselves other scholars mentioned they would get them in their right hands so that was differed about but that was generally the topic regarding how the books will be received by the people on that day the next section is Maji'ullahi Jalla Jalaluh li Fasli Al-Qada That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala <coughs> will come on that day He will descend on that day to judge between the people to make that judgment upon the people this is something which is mentioned in the Qur'an, in the Sunnah. In the Qur'an, for example, كَلَّا إِذَا دُكَّتِ الْأَرْضُ دَكَّا دَكَّا وَجَاءَ رَبُّكَ وَالْمَلَكُ صَفًّا صَفًّا This ayah refers to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala coming on that day to make that judgment between the people. So that indicates that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will descend and the descent of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is mentioned that it will occur in various times. So this descent of Allah on the day of judgment, on the day of resurrection is one of those. Nuzulullahi ta'ala sifa fi'liya. والنصوص فيها على أنواع الأول نزوله يوم القيامة لفصل القضاء <coughs> So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will descend on that day on the day of judgment and similarly نزوله في ثلث الليل الأخير that Allah descends in the last third of the night and similarly, Nuzuluhu ila samaid dunya yawma arafah. That Allah will descend on the day of arafah. That Allah descends on the day of arafah to the heaven or the lowest heaven to the earth. So these are all different times that Allah descends. And this is an attribute that is affirmed. In the Quran and the Sunnah. How Allah descends, that is something we do not know. 
the manner in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala descends is not known to us. Wasifatun nuzul, the actual description of how Allah descends is not something that is within our knowledge. It is not something which has been given to us. And Allah mentioned, وَمَا أُوتِيتُمْ مِنَ الْعِلْمِ إِلَّا قَلِيلًا You have not been given from knowledge except a small amount. So we affirm the attributes, but we do not go into the kayf. We do not go asking about how. How are the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? So Ahlu Sunnah yuthbituna lillahi nuzulan laiqan bihi. Ahlu Sunnah they affirm that Allah descends in a manner that is suitable to His Majesty. Wala yalzam min ithbati sifatin nuzul lillah an yushabbah bil makhluqin. And there is no necessitation at all. When affirming this attribute of descent to Allah, that there is any resemblance to creation. There is no resemblance to creation at all whatsoever with regards to the descent of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَمِنَ الْمَعْلُومِ أَنَّ نُزُولَ الْإِنسَانِ لَيْسَ كَنُزُولِ الطَّيْرِ بَلْ لَيْسَ نُزُولُ الْإِنسَانِ فِي الدُّرْجِ كَنُزُولِهِ فِي الْمَسْعَدِ فَإِذَا اخْتَلَفَ النُّزُولُ بَيْنَ الْمَخْلُوقِينَ فَاخْتِلَافُهُ بَيْنَ الْخَالِقِ وَالْمَخْلُوقِ مِنْ بَابِ أَوْلَى The descent, how a human descends, that is not comparable to Allah descending. If you look at humans and creation, how they descend, even amongst ourselves, there is a great difference compared to a person when he descends downstairs or he descends down some other form. His manner of descent will be different. The way that a bird descends from the skies to the ground, different to how a human descends. So this act of descending, this attribute, it is different even within creation. So what therefore of the difference between the creation and the creator? That is even greater. So when we affirm the attributes to Allah, we do not make any comparison between Allah and the creation. We describe Allah, Nasifullah, bima wasafa bihi nafsa. We describe Allah with what Allah described Himself with. Awasafa bihi Rasuluh, sallallahu alaihi Or if the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, described Allah with something, then we affirm that. We affirm what Allah has described Himself with. Without, min ghair. Without rejecting and nullifying those attributes Without distorting and altering those attributes And without 
without making any comparison and also without takyif, without trying to distinguish how those attributes of Allah are. So we do not fall into the way of the people of innovation. The people of innovation, two overall groups when it came to the names and attributes of Allah. The Mu'attila and the Mushabbiha. The Mu'attila, those who deny and reject the names and attributes of Allah or thereof. And their basis for doing so is that they claim on the whole <coughs> that we are making the tanzih of Allah from any comparison to creation. They say we are freeing Allah from any comparison to creation. And the only way we can free Allah from any comparison to creation is to say that Allah doesn't have these names and attributes. Because if we affirm them, we're going to end up comparing Allah as they say. And that is falsehood. The mushabbiha on the other extreme. They say we affirm the ithbat. Affirm all of the names and attributes of Allah, but to such a level whereby they begin to compare and make resemblance between the attributes of Allah and the creation. So neither do we fall into what the Mu'attila fell into, and neither do we fall into what the Mushabbiha fell into. Rather, we affirm the names and attributes of Allah, but we do not make any comparison or resemblance to creation. There is nothing like unto Allah, but He is the all-hearing and the all-seeing. Allah has names and attributes, but they are not comparable to creation. So here we affirm the attribute of descent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but we do not make comparison to creation whatsoever. There are some people though, from the people of innovation of course, who reject this. Al-Mukhalifuna fi sifatin nuzul The ones who reject this attribute of descent. Some of them, man ankaraha. There are some of those who absolutely rejected it. There are some, man awwalaha bi nuzul amrihi aw malakihi. Some of them say, the nuzul of Allah, Allah descending isn't Allah. They say it is the command of Allah that descends and comes down. Or it is the angel of Allah that descends or comes down. So they say it is not Allah himself, but it is the command of Allah or the angel of Allah. And some of them say it is the mercy of Allah. The mercy of Allah. But all of this is rejected and refuted because one of the refutations of it is if we say this is the command of Allah or it is the mercy of Allah, Amrullah or the Rahmatullah, Allah says He descends, Yanzilu Rabbuka, your Lord descends when? In the last third of the night. In the last third of the night. 
Does that mean that the mercy of Allah only comes to this earth in the last third of the night? Does it mean that the command of Allah, Amrullah, only comes to this earth in the last third of the night only? The rest of the day nothing, no mercy, no Amr, nothing? Cannot be? Impossible? So it is not the mercy of Allah, it is not the command of Allah. It is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who descends. It is not the angel of Allah. Some of the people of innovation, they say Allah does not descend. It is the angel who comes. But in that hadith, when it mentions Allah descends, comes down in the last third of the night, then he says what? من يستغفرني فأغفر له Who is seeking my forgiveness and I will forgive him? Can the angel say that? Will the angel say to you, ask me for forgiveness, I will forgive you? Or is it Allah who forgives? No doubt. So the angel cannot say that. من يسألني فأعطيه Who is asking me, I will give it to them. The angel is going to answer your dua. It is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the people of innovation are incorrect, misguided in their claim that it is an angel or the mercy or the command of Allah that descends. Rather, it is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself who will descend on that day, as well as the descent in the last third of the night and the descent on the day of Arafah. Then after that, we come to Al-Hisab, the actual accountability that will occur. The accountability that will occur. Al-Hisab. Ma'anahu tawqeefu Allahi azza wa jal al-ibad ala a'malihim wa attila'ihim alayha wa tathkirihim ma nasuh minha wa taqreerihim bithalik. That Allah will stop the servants and cause them to look at their actions and remind them of their actions and what they have done and they will acknowledge them they will acknowledge the actions that they have done they will affirm the actions that they have done so they will be made aware of what they did they will be made to come to know what they did, even things that they forgot. They will be reminded of exactly all of their actions and they will see that and they will acknowledge that. There are evidences that indicate that. الكتاب, from the Quran, وَإِن تُبْدُوا مَا فِي أَنفُسِكُمْ أَوْ تُخْفُوهُ يُحَاسِبْكُمْ بِهِ اللَّهِ if you make apparent what is in of yourselves or you conceal it, Allah will hold you accountable upon it. That accountability is mentioned in this ayah, Surah Al Baqarah 284. Similarly, <coughs> Allah mentioned in the Quran. فَوَرَبِّكَ لَنَسْأَلَنَّهُمْ أَجْمَعِينَ عَمَّا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ By your Lord, we will ask all of them about what they used to do. We will ask all of them about what they used to do. And similarly, 
inna ilayna iyabahum thumma inna alayna hisabahum unto us to us they will return and upon us will be their accountability meaning to Allah to Allah we will return and Allah will hold the accountability upon us so all of this indicates from the Quran that this accountability will occur from the sunnah wa min sunnah hadith حديث عائشة رضي الله عنها قالت سمعت النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول ليس أحد يحاسب يوم القيامة إلا هلك فقلت يا رسول الله أليس قد قال الله تعالى فأما من أوتي كتابه بيمينه فسوف يحاسب حسابا يسيرا فقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم إنما ذلك العرض وليس أحد يناقش الحساب يوم القيامة إلا عذب وفي رواية مسلم من نوقش الحساب هلك In this narration of Aisha رضي الله عنها she mentions I asked the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم or rather I heard I heard the Prophet ﷺ. I heard the Prophet ﷺ say, Nobody will be accounted on the day of judgment except that he is destroyed. The accountability when it occurs upon the people, they will be destroyed. So Aisha radiallahu anha said, O Messenger of Allah, did Allah not say in the Quran? That whoever is given his book in his right hand, then for him will be a very easy accountability. So then the Messenger of Allah said, That is only the presentation of your deeds. That is a presentation of your deeds. That a person will be presented his deeds, he will recognize them, acknowledge them, and he'll be allowed to go. But as for the one who is questioned about his accountability, the munaqasha, manuqish al-hisab, he is questioned about his accountability, then that person will be destroyed. Because when the questioning occurs on the accountability, when the details are picked out from the accountability, then every detail, every fine point will be brought forth and that person will be destroyed surely from that. مسائل تتعلق بالحساب Certain issues that are connected to this accountability ينقسم الحساب إلى عرض ومناقشة The accountability on that day is two types The presentation of your deeds, العرض And the مناقشة Which is the in detail questioning And picking out of all of the affairs One is just العرض Presentation of your deeds, you acknowledge them and you are allowed to move on. The second type isn't just a presentation, it is a detailed analysis. When the detailed analysis occurs, that is where the destruction occurs. So there is the presentation of the deeds, that is one type of accountability. And there is the detailed analysis and that is the second type of accountability. أَمَّا الْمَقْسُودُ بِالْعَرْضِ as for the presentation of the deeds and the acknowledgement of them, 
أن تعرض على المؤمن أعماله حتى يعرف منة الله عليه في سرد ذنوب في ستر ذنوبه عليه في الدنيا وعفوه عنها في الآخرة. The presentation of the deeds is that they will be presented to a believer. All of the actions that he did. And of course, within that, there will be many shortcomings and deficiencies in his actions. So when a person sees all of that, he will recognize the great blessing of Allah upon him. That his deeds were concealed. That Allah covered his deeds for him. Concealed the deeds for him in this world. And pardoned him in the hereafter. Concealed his deeds in this world and pardoned him in the hereafter. And something which maybe clarifies this point further and indicates this point further. Hadith Aisha in the Ahmed, Fakadrawa Imam Ahmed, and Aisha radiallahu anha kalat. Samiritu Rasulallah sallallahu sallam yakul fi ba'di salatihi. اللهم حاسبني حسابا يسيرا فلما انصرف قلت يا نبي الله ما الحساب اليسير قال أن ينظر في كتابه فيتجاوز عنه إنه من نوقش الحساب يومئذ يا عائشة هلك <coughs> In the narration that Imam Ahmed reported from Aisha رضي الله عنها she said I heard the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam reciting in one part of his prayer, O oh Allah, make my accountability an easy accountability. Make my accountability an easy accountability. So she said, I asked him after the prayer, what is the easy accountability? And he said, that is... That a person, his books are looked into and he is pardoned. A person, his books are looked into but he is pardoned. The easy accountability, the, the accountability that is light, the records are there, they are looked into, the presentation is made, but he acknowledges them and then it is allowed to pass from them. But then the Prophet ﷺ said, Whoever has an analysis done, as, done of his accountability on that day, picking out all of the affairs, a critical analysis of all of his accountability, that is the person of Aisha who will be destroyed. So there are those two types of accountability, looking into the affair, acknowledgement, presentation and allowed to pass. But the second is looking into it and scrutinizing it and going into detail and analyzing. That type is the type where the destruction occurs for the person. There is a narration. There is a narration in Al-Bukhari 
and in Muslim which speaks about this light type of accountability. Narration of Ibn Umar radiallahu anhuma. In that narration it mentions that a servant will be shown his deeds and he will acknowledge them. He will be shown his deeds and he will acknowledge them. فَيُقَرِّرُهُ بِذُنُوبِهِ He will acknowledge his deeds. أَتَعْرِفُ ذَنْبْ كَذَا يَقُولْ أَعْرِفْ يَقُولْ رَبِّ أَعْرِفْ مَرَّتَيْنْ فَيَقُولْ سَتَرْتُهَا فِي الدُّنْيَا وَأَغْفِرُهَا لَكَ الْيَوْمِ ثُمَّ تُطْوَى صَحِيفَةُ حَسَنَاتِهِ وَأَمَّا الْآخَرُونَ أَوْ الْكُفَّارِ فَيُنَادَى عَلَى رُؤُوسِ الْأَشْهَادِ هَؤُلَاءِ الَّذِينَ كَذَبُوا عَلَى رَبِّهِمْ أَلَّا لَعْنَةُ اللَّهِ عَلَى الظَّالِمِينَ These are the people who lied upon their Lord and the punishment of Allah. أَلَّا لَعْنَةُ اللَّهِ عَلَى الظَّالِمِينَ the punishment of Allah is upon those oppressors, those wrongdoers, those people of shirk. But for the initial ones, they will be shown their deeds. They will say, A'rif, yes, I recognize that. I acknowledge that. The acknowledgements will be made upon their deeds and the wrongs that they did. But then his books will be tied up, turned closed, and he will be allowed to pass. Allah will say, I concealed for you in the world and I will forgive for you on this day. That is the easy and the light accountability and the person passes through. As for the critical analysis and the scrutiny of the affair, the munaqasha, when the scrutiny occurs and the critical analysis occurs, فَهِيَ اسْتِقْصَاءَ الْأَعْمَالَ صَغِيرُهَا وَكَبِيرُهَا وَالتَّدْقِيقَ فِي ذَلِكَ وَعَدَمُ الْمُسَامَحَ عَلَيْهَا فَمَنْ نُوقِشَ الْحِسَابِ بِهَذِهِ الطَّرِيقَةِ when the scrutiny is done on the affairs, everything is critically scrutinized, then that type of person will no doubt be destroyed. If al-insan laysa min al-ma'asi, because no person is safe from sinning and wrongdoing, no doubt he will have that all highlighted then. فَكَيْفَ إِنْ حُوسِبَ عَلَى التَّقْصِيرِ فِي جَنْبِ اللَّهِ so how about when a person will be held accountable for his shortcoming with regards to the rights of Allah? An example of the munaqasha, وَمِنْ أَمْثِلَةِ مَا وَرَدَ فِي الْمُنَاقَشَةِ مَا جَاءَ عِنْدَ التِّرْمِذِي فِي ذِكْرِ أَوَّلْ مَنْ تُسْعَرْ بِهِمُ النَّارِ the hadith in a tirmidhi where it mentions the first people who are going to be thrown into the fire. They are people who had the munaqasha. Who are those first people thrown into the fire? A rajulun stushhida. A man who was martyred. Allah will say to him after showing him all of his blessings and the man will recognize them. He will recognize all of the blessings Allah gave him. Then Allah will say to him, Mada fa'alta fiha? What did you do with these blessings? <coughs> he will say, Qataltu fika hatta stushit. I fought for your sake until I was martyred. But then it will be said to him, Kathabt, you have lied. You only used to fight so that people would say you're bold and brave and courageous. And that is exactly what was said. 
So then he will be dragged on his face and thrown into the fire. Another individual where the munaqasha will happen to him is a person who learnt and taught the people knowledge on Quran. And then it will be said to him, what did you do? He will say, I taught the people. I taught them Quran for your sake. But it will be said to him, you are lying too. You only taught the people. So people say that you are a qari'. You are a beautiful reciter. So then he will be thrown into the fire. And a third one, what did the third one used to do? The one who used to give his wealth. He used to give the charity. When Allah shows him all of the blessings he had, he had much money, luxury. <coughs> In the hadith it says, He had all of the luxury. So he will say, مَا تَرَكْتُ مِنْ سَبِيلٍ تُحِبُّ أَنْ يُنْفَقَ فِيهَا إِلَّا أَنْفَقْتُ فِيهَا Every possible way of giving charity, I gave it in charity for your sake. But it will be said to him also, كَذَبْتْ You only used to give the charity, so people say you are generous. They say you are generous. You wanted this from the people. So again, he will be thrown into the fire. This is like the munaqasha. These people, they have this munaqasha. And their reality becomes clear. They were doing it. Riyaan. Showing off. And so that reality comes clear in that munaqasha, in that scrutiny of their deeds. And then they are thrown into the fire as a consequence. Then after that, هَلْ يُحَاسَبْ الْكُفَّارِ أَمْ لَا يُحَاسَبُونَ The kuffar, will they be given this accountability or will they not be given this accountability? Because the kuffar, we know for definite they are in hellfire. So do they have this hisab or not? هَلْ يُحَاسَبْ الْكُفَّارِ أَمْ لَا they are definitely in hellfire. So do they have this hisab or not? Yes? No? As-sawab al-maqtu' bihi annahum yuhasabun. Lakin yuhasabuna muhasabata taqri' wa tawbiqh. They will be given an accountability. But their accountability isn't a case of passing. They are in the hellfire. Their accountability will be a case of showing them their reality and highlighting to them their sins and their wrongdoings so they acknowledge and they realize exactly what they've done and they understand exactly what they've done. It is shown to them to highlight to them this is your reality as a degradation upon them, as a type of warning upon them. Tawbikh, what do they call tawbikh in English? There's a good word for it. Humiliation. Huh? Huh? No, but there's better, there's better. I forgot the word. Huh? Inshallah. So tawbikh, it's, it's, it's like when you are telling this person, you're, you're putting him down. You're putting the person down. Like blameworthiness. You're showing to the person his blameworthiness. It's like when you say in, in, in the phrase, you're putting someone down. 
like, like disgracing someone, like explaining to them this is the wrong you've done. So their accountability will be like that. To put them down. This is what you did and this is what you did. It is like a warning upon them, a, 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 a putting down of them, a blameworthiness upon them. That is the form of their accountability. Whereas the believers, it is not like that. Rebuke, rebuke and reprimand. They will be rebuked and reprimanded. Their accountability is to rebuke them and to reprimand them upon what they did. Whereas the believers, it is a case of ard, it is a case of munaqasha perhaps, to go over the deeds, some will be successful, some not. The, believer, the uh, disbelievers, there is no success, there is no paradise. So their accountability is to rebuke and reprimand them. To rebuke and to reprimand them. Uh, it is mentioned قال تعالى ولو ترى إذ وقفوا على ربهم قال أليس هذا بالحق قالوا بلى وربنا قال فذوقوا العذاب بما كنتم تكفرون when they are made to stand on that day and then it will be said to them is this not the truth is this not the truth they will say of course our Lord of course it is then it will be said to them, so taste the punishment for what you used to disbelieve in. Taste this punishment due to your disbelief and kufr. Is this not the truth? They will say, certainly it is our Lord. So then it will be said to them, now taste the punishment for the disbelief and the kufr that you were upon. In another ayah, innahum mas'ulun. Stop them, they are certainly going to be questioned. Those disbelievers and the kuffar, they will be questioned. They will be called on that day. What did you reply and how did you do with the messengers? What was your behavior with the messengers? How did you reject or accept? What was it? And they know, they rejected everything. So this accountability will occur for them. They will be tested or the accountability will occur upon them, but it is an accountability to rebuke them and to reprimand them. There are some ayat though. What about the ayah? وَلَا يُسْأَلُ عَنْ ذُنُوبِهِمْ الْمُجْرِمُونَ That the wrongdoers, they will not be asked about their sins. Those kuffar, those disbelievers, they will not be asked about their sins. They are in hellfire. So what does this ayah mean? وَلَا يُسْأَلُ عَنْ ذُنُوبِهِمُ الْمُجْرِمُونَ مَحْمُولٌ عَلَى بَعْضِ الْمَوَاقِفِ دُونَ بَعْضِ أَوْ أَنَّهُمْ لَا يُسْأَلُونَ سُؤَالَ رَاحَ وَاسْتِعْلَامِ إِنَّمَا سُؤَالَ تَوْبِيخْ وَتَقْرِيعَ This ayah, some of the scholars say it is referring to certain parts of the Day of Judgment. In certain aspects of the Day of Judgment, there will be no speaking to them. Others say what it means is they will not be asked in terms of actually asking. What were their deeds and what did they do? And what did you do? When they are asked, the questions asked to them are purely for the sake of rebuke and reprimand. So the questioning for them is for no other purpose except to rebuke them and to reprimand them. So it is not really a questioning. It is only to rebuke. 
Hence the scholars say that is perhaps the meaning of this ayah. Thabata bid-dalil, another issue. Thabata bid-dalil anna hunaka ta'ifa mustathnah min al-hisab. There is evidence proving that certain people will be excused, exempt from this questioning. Who are the people that will be exempt, excused, mustathna from this questioning? What's the hadith? There is one famous hadith. The 70,000. The 70,000. It's mentioned, هُنَاكَ طَائِفَ مُسْتَثْنَاهُ مِنَ الْحِسَابِ وَهُمُ سَبْعُونَ أَلْفًا الَّذِينَ حَقَّقُوا غَايَةَ التَّوْحِيدِ فَفِي الْحَدِيثِ الصَّحِيحِ مِنْ حَدِيثِ ابْنِ عَبَّاسِ أَنَّ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ قَالْ يَدْخُلُ الْجَنَّةَ مِنْ أُمَّةِ سَبْعُونَ أَلْفًا بِغَيْرِ حِسَابِ هُمُ الَّذِينَ لَا يَسْتَرْقُونَ وَلَا يَتَطَيَّرُونَ وَعَلَى رَبِّهِمْ يَتَوَكَّلُونَ It's mentioned in that famous hadith that famous hadith where it mentions 70,000 will enter without accountability. They are those who do not do what? لا يسترقون They do not go out seeking the ruqya, depending on others, relying upon others, as if they have no other recourse. لا يتطيرون The omens and the suspicions, and they don't get involved in that. وَعَلَىٰ رَبِّهِمْ يَتَوَكَّلُونَ they have their trust and their dependence purely upon Allah. In one narration also it says, Wala <coughs> something else too. Wala Walaiktawun. In one narration it says, Walaiktawun. They don't cauterize. They don't do the cauterization. But what is cauterization? Okay, but in English, what is cauterization? <laughs> the hot metal, because uh Cauterization, it's not something which is known to many people. Yeah, so this is cauterization. Cauterization, you know, when you have the hot metal rod, when they put it in the, in the, the furnace, and it becomes really hot, and when you get the metal rod, it's shining orange at the end. Then sometimes when a person is bleeding, in the olden days especially, even nowadays in surgery they do it, the hot rod, they put it on the end and it blocks all the arteries, everything stops it. In the olden days they used to do it like that, even nowadays in surgery they do it. They have a form of cauterization with lasers and different things and it stops and it blocks that bleeding. So here in one narration it mentions that they don't do this cauterization. So these are all mentioned about the 70,000 who enter paradise without accountability. But... جاء في حديث آخر أن مع كل ألف سبعون ألفا. There is a narration which is mentioned, another hadith, that with every one of this thousand there will be another seventy thousand. This is seventy thousand. With every thousand there will be another seventy thousand. بَلْ جَاءَ فِي أَحَدِيثِ أُخَرِ مَعَ كُلِّ وَاحِدٍ مِنَ سَبْعِينَ أَلْفًا سَبْعِينَ أَلْفًا In some of the narrations it even mentions that in every one person there will be 70,000. That one there is some weakness. Some of the scholars they say it is not authentic. But the one about every 1,000 there will be 70,000 
Many of the scholars say that is authentic. So this indicates there will be more than just 70,000. There will be more than that. Next issue, Hal yuhasab al-anbiya? Will the prophets be, will they have this accountability? The prophets are messengers. Al-jawab, la budda fihi min al-tafseel. فَإِنْ أُرِيدَ بِمُحَاصَبَتِهِمْ سُؤَالُهُمْ هَلْ بَلَّغُ الدَّعْوَةَ إِلَىٰ أُمَمِهِمْ فَنَعَمْ وَهَذَا مِنْ أَجْلِ حِكْمَةٍ عَظِيمَةٍ وَهِيَ الزِّيَادَةَ فِي إِقَامَةِ الْحُجَّةِ عَلَىٰ أُمَمِهِمْ If the accountability of the prophets and the messengers you mean, will they be accounted and asked, did you disseminate the message that you were given? Did you spread the uh, uh, revelation that was given to you? That type of accountability will happen. Because of course they will answer yes. And that will therefore be a proof upon the nations of people who were from their nations. When the prophets and messengers on that day, they declare that of course we spread that message. They will declare we spread that message. So it will be a proof upon the nations who were from their people. A proof upon them that the message was spread and it was disseminated. But they did not follow. It is mentioned in the Quran, فَلَنَسْأَلَنَّ الَّذِينَ أُرْسِلَ إِلَيْهِمْ وَلَنَسْأَلَنَّ الْمُرْسَلِينَ We're going to ask the ones who they were sent to and we're going to ask the ones who were sent, the messengers. And that will then be an additional level of proof upon their followers, upon the people in their nations who did not accept their message. وَإِنْ أُرِيدَ بِمُحَاسَبَتِهِمْ سُؤَالُهُمْ عَنْ أَعْمَالِهِمْ فَلَا but if you're talking about accountability of the prophets and messengers regarding their deeds, then no. That type of accountability will not occur. The prophets and messengers are higher than the 70,000 who enter paradise without accountability. Prophets and messengers are higher level than them. So if they are going to go without hisab, then of course the prophets and messengers go without hisab. فَإِذَا كَانَ أُولَٰئِكَ لَا يُحَاسَبُونَ فَالرُّسُلُ مِنْ بَابِ أَوْلَىٰ أَوَّلُ الْأُمَمِ مُحَاسَبَةً هِيَ أُمَّةُ نَبِيِّنَا مُحَمَّدْ صَلَى اللَّهِ وَسَلَّمْ The first of the nations who will get the accountability will be this ummah. In the hadith it says in Ibn Majah, نَحْنُ آخِرُ الْأُمَمْ وَأَوَّلُ مَنْ يُحَاسَبْ We are the last of the nations but the first who the accountability will be done upon. وَأَوَّلُ مَا يُقْضَى بَيْنَ أَفِيهِ بَيْنَ الْعِبَادِ فِي الدِّمَاءِ The first thing that will be judged between the people will be the blood. The blood of the people that was taken amongst them. That will be the first accountability done. وَأَوَّلُ مَا يُحَاسَبُ عَلَيْهِ الْعَبْدِ مِنْ أَعْمَالِهِ The first thing every individual person will be held accountable upon is Salah, the prayer. And there are narrations, uh, the hadith, أَوَّلُ مَا يُقْضَى بَيْنَ النَّاسِ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ فِي الدِّمَاءِ And أَوَّلُ مَا يُحَاصَبُ النَّاسُ بِهِ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ مِنَ عَمَالِهِمَ الصَّلَةِ So these are all mentioned uh, regarding the accountabilities that will occur on that day, that between the people it will be regarding the blood, the blood, and between the people themselves, the person himself, the first accountability will be upon his prayer. In the hadith it says, يَقُولُ رَبُّنَا عَزَّ وَجَلِّ الْمَلَائِكَةَ وَهُوَ أَعْلَمُ انظروا فِي صَلَاةِ عَبْدِي أَتَمَّهَا أَمْ نَقَصَهَا 
فإن كانت تامة كتبت له تامة وإن كان وإن كان انتقص منها شيئا قال انظروا هل لعبدي من تطوع فإن كان له تطوع قال أتم لعبدي فريضته من تطوعه ثم تؤخذ الأعمال على ذلك Allah will say to the angels look at the prayer of my servant is it complete or deficient if it is complete it is written as complete if it is deficient then Allah will say to the angels look at his optional prayers superrogatory prayers then take from them to complete the deficiency from his obligatory prayers and then upon that the accountability uh, continues and is based upon so that is the first thing and this indicates the importance of therefore guarding over the prayer guarding over the obligatory prayer praying five times a day it is of the greatest of importance first thing every person will be held accountable upon that is what we'll conclude today next chapter will begin next time the next chapter is regarding al-wazn al-mizan the weighing scale the balance on that day the weighing scale that your deeds will be placed into good deeds on one side bad deeds on the other side and how it goes heavy how it goes light that weighing scale on the day of judgment that is what we'll discuss next week inshallah ta'ala that's where we'll begin so we'll conclude upon that point for today